Welcome back to Yes, You Can Lead, a podcast about life and leadership lessons from me, your host, Chip Nightingale. Last week, we talked about guarding your treasure, treasure being the things that have been given to us to lead. If you haven't taken the time to write down what those treasures are, I would encourage you to do that after the show. It's amazing to see all the things we have responsibility over. And it's a great reminder for all of us to come to an understanding that we are all given a treasure to lead. One of those treasures, and in my opinion, the most important treasure we have been given is people. But we don't understand the people that we are leading and why we are leading them. So today, in episode 20, we are going to discuss who are we leading? So let's dive right in. Have you ever asked yourself the question, why do you want to be a leader? I think many of us want to be a leader because we think that by being a leader that it's going to give us different advantages over other things. But as we've been talking through these last 20 episodes, one of the things that I have really begun to understand in the last 25 years of my adult life is that I believe all people are called to be leaders. And what we are called to lead specifically is people. And, and how we do that is so important. What's interesting to me is uh, last week I was listening to a Kerry uh, Newhoff podcast and they were talking about Gen Zers and how things have changed really in the, in the paradigm of, of, of the workforce today. You know, the great, the great generation, those in their, their 90s, eight, late 80s, early 90s, when they got a job, they stayed in that job until they retired. Well, today things have changed and that is not the case. And I think it's important for us to come to a, an understanding of what it looks like to lead people today. And ultimately, how can we be successful at leading people today? I want to give you some really three very specific things to talk about. And here they are. We are leading people who base all decisions off feelings. That's number one. Number two, we are leading people who will not stay. Isn't that interesting? We're, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about that, but we are leading, we're leading people that we know will not be with us probably five years from now. And number three, we are leading people who really only care about themselves. But as a leader, it's important for us to realize that in order for us to be an effective leader, we have to care more than just about ourselves. We need to care about people. That's how we're going to be successful. And we're going to talk more about that as we get into this. But let's go back to, to number one. We are leading people who base all decisions off of feelings. The reason that 50% of all marriages do not survive in the United States is because they don't feel love for their spouse anymore. So they walk away because they don't love their significant other anymore. And in fact, I'm even seeing this within families today that families are separating or being broken apart because they come to this place where they just don't love each other anymore. It's kind of a scary thing when you think about it in in light of the workforce today. That means that people are making decisions based off of feelings, not based off of how much work it's going to be or the work that it takes to get through there. They get to a certain point and they're like, I don't feel I don't feel comfortable about this right now. And they begin to have these panic attacks. In fact, um, depression and and uh, suicidal thoughts and and panic is more um, 
is more relevant for this new generation that's coming up than than any time period in in all of history. And the reason why is because they they are basing their opinions on what to do and what not to do on their feelings and and not working through those feelings. Another example is this. The, I like this example because I, I coach sports and I could see this as I was coaching them. But it's this, the decline of high school sports and the increase of numbers in traveling sports. And what I begin to realize is our, our children go to a team that will let them play. Or unfortunately, this is the reality. As parents, instead of leading our children to be a better teammate, we actually pull them off that team and put them in an environment where they will play. And, and interesting enough is most of those parents actually believe their child should be the star on that team. But, there, but the reality is, is that there's very few stars on a team and we can't just create an environment where we're going to let them be the star. And what we have done is created an environment in which we're telling our kids that they're better than they really are. And we're not helping them work through the process of being who they were created to be. So we are no longer developing our children to understand their roles on a team. So when they get into the workforce, what we begin to see is that that uh, they leave the workforce, they leave the job that they're in anytime something happens that they do not like. And it's because we've created that environment within the home and instead of helping them work through that, they don't know how to work through that when they actually get into the workforce. And, and here's the other thing. Everyone is rewarded, so everyone wins and nobody loses. That's kind of a scary place to be because as we all know as leaders, the things that we learn more than anything else is through the act of losing, not the act of winning. More is accomplished through losing than there is through winning. But if nobody ever loses, how do we learn anything from that? So, so it's we need to understand as leaders the environment that we're in today. This is the culture. This is the culture that we see. Everything is fair. Everything has to be how I feel. Everything has to be how I planned it to be. If it's not that way, people are leaving. So number one, we are leading people who base all decisions off of feelings. Number two, we are leading people who will not stay. Well, Chip, what do you mean by that? Well, let me let me give you some statistics here. The median tenure for workers ages 25 to 34 is 2.8 years, just under three years. Think about that for a moment. The the median tenure for workers ages 25 to 34 is less than three years. Let me give you another statistic. The median tenure for employees ages 55 to 64 is 9.9 years, just under 10 years. So, so do you see the, the transition that's taking place here? The, the great generation, they stayed at their jobs all of their careers. They retired at them. And then... Really, the generation that's just above me, those 55 to 64, they are they, they stay in their jobs about 10 years. Well, the generation that is now walking into the workforce today, it's three years. So something we need to realize is that the people we are leading are probably not going to stay. So how do we lead them? 
Another thing I want you to see here is workers in management, professional related occupations have the highest medias tenure, meaning it's five years, basically 4.9 years is how long they stay, which tells me that it's important that for us to begin training those who walk into the workforce to get them ready for management. And if they're not management material, understand that's okay, but, but the realization is that they're not going to be with us probably more than three years. And then we're going to have to replace that person. So within our mindset, we need to be able to begin to realize the importance of, of, of being prepared for the turnover that is, is to come. It's so interesting to me is that in the, in, in the environment I'm in today, we're not prepared for that. We know that there's a, a cycle of two to three years of, of young people coming in and and leaving, but for whatever reason, we're not ready for the next person to come in. And so, as leaders, we need to be. We need to be. The third thing I want you to see here is that we are leading people who really only care for themselves. There's an article that I was reading, four reasons people are leaving their jobs. And uh, I want to talk about those four specific reasons and some of the things that I have seen in regards to these four things. Number one is reason people leave their job is pay and benefits. That is the number one excuse through all organizations is that people leave because of pay and benefits. But let me tell you something from my own experience is that people will stay if you care for them. People will stay if you care for them. If you show that you love them, that you appreciate them, that you're gonna give them the tools necessary to grow. Pay does not have to be the reason they leave if we're willing to invest in them and give them the things they need to be the better person that they can possibly be. If they feel, if they feel good about their job and their reason for being in that job, they will stay. We just talked about that from, from uh, point number one. People are leaving because of their feelings. So what do we do to, to help them to, to feel appreciated, to feel like uh, um, we care about them? We do that by investing in them. But also understanding that through investing them, some we're going to find out are have the skills to be managers, and then some of them are we're going to find out do not have the skills to be in a leadership role. And they will probably, after three years, go away, leave to go someplace else. But we just need to understand as leaders, if we really care about people, we want them to be in the best environment they can possibly be, whether it's with us or with someone else. The number two reason why people leave is lack of communication. And, uh, and I have actually been evaluating this myself. I, I don't like having meetings. I think uh, we have too many meetings. But the truth is, is that people need to hear from me. And I need to do a better job of communicating to those within my department. And as my department grows, they need to know I care about them. That's why I need to have specific meetings with them is more or less not to just hold them accountable, but to show them I care about them and that I'm going to listen to them, and that I'm going to work for them, and that I'm gonna fight for them. But if I don't communicate to them from the very beginning, they will not communicate to me, and then I'm not going to know that their feelings are being hurt, 
and most likely they're going to leave and I'm going to have to find someone to replace them. So number two reason is lack of communication. Number three reason is burnout or underappreciated. That kind of comes with uh, number two, I believe. I believe the reason we, we, we are burnt out is because we keep hanging on to too many things. And as leaders, we don't do a very good job of listening and seeing that they are getting to the place of burnout. And no wonder they feel underappreciated because we didn't even pay attention to really what their needs were. And number four, the company culture. If we don't have a culture that is uh, breeding success, a culture that is that is uh, that is helping people to grow, that is coaching the people to grow, they're not going to stay. They're not going to stay. I don't know why that is so hard. People don't just work to work. They're not. It's not the great generation anymore. They're just going to stay there and they're going to put up with whatever you 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 want them to put up with. They're going to stay because they care about the mission that we're involved in. So many times these young people come into the organization that we're in today. And, and what we do is reach young people. And they stay for a couple of years, but then they get discouraged. And I can tell you that those that I have watched get discouraged is because they do not have a leader who is willing to invest in them. I actually have a young person that uh, I've been discipling and I have neglected the next the last six months of mentoring, discipling him. And we've gotten busy and our schedules got uh, were in conflict with each other. I saw him the other day and it was a reminder to me that I need to prioritize some time with him. And you know what? The last year he's been struggling with his the culture and the environment he's in. And, and why is that? I, he's not on my team, but I believe it's because nobody's investing in him. His boss is not investing in him. Shame on his boss. It's, but for some reason, we get so caught up with ourselves that we lose sight of the reason we were called to lead in the first place. And it was not to grow the organization. It was grow the people that are within the organization. And guess what's going to happen? We are going to grow. We are going to grow. You know why? Because if the people that work for us love what we are doing, the people that they invest in that aren't a part of the company will love the company too. But guess what? It starts with us as leaders. So we need to change the culture. We need to be leaders who are willing to lead no matter what. So what kind of leader are you? What kind of leader are you? And ultimately, when you think right back to our last episode and the treasures that you are guarding, are you guarding the treasure that's been given to you? And that treasure is people. Our biggest treasure that is given to us is people. And the more we invest in people, the more people will invest in other people. So how do we change this? In episode 21, we are going to talk about this very thing. I believe that there are three main things that will help people to want to stay working for you. And paying them more money is not one of them. It will help a little bit at times, and they should get paid more if they've earned more. But money, I believe, is not the reason they are leaving. I believe that the lack of investment is the number one reason that they're leaving. 
Looking forward to being with you in two weeks from now. Thank you for being a part of our growing family. If these podcasts have been an encouragement to you, do me a favor and share them with all of your friends. My desire is to grow with all of you in understanding how to be a more effective leader. So until next time, this is Chip Nightingale, and yes, you can lead.